This episode of the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast is brought to you by Groundhog Day is an event, not a business strategy. Are you ready to finally solve those pesky issues that keep holding back your business success and never seem to go away? Embrace the power of the spring formula that unearths the issues and opportunities burrowed beneath the surface and grow your business so you thrive from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion. Claim your copy today at www.thegroundhogbook.com. Welcome to the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast. Join us as we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who reveal what they are doing to make the world a better place by being part of it. Be sure to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now sit back, lean in, tune in, get your notepad and two pens ready, and let's get started. My name is Adam Homey. I am your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. Right now, we are speaking with Di Downey, who is known as the founder of Global Women's Voice. So Di is the founder of the Downey Methodology, Global Women's Voice, and author of the international bestseller, A High Heels Paradox. Di Downey has been an entrepreneur and mentor for 40 years. She says she's an ordinary person sharing how she has successfully built and operated eight businesses while being a wife and mom. Mostly nowadays, apart from enjoying her two grandsons, Di teaches her mentoring process as a gift to her global mentees. With that, Di Downey, welcome aboard. Adam, thank you very much for having me today. Oh, pleasure's all mine. So first question is, how does the work you do make the world a better place for your clients customers, and people in general? Well, you know, I think that people, as we get older, we have lived in a society where we often don't share what we have learned. Right. And I, spe- I think especially in, a, in our developed countries because there is this stigma of, you know, what has happened in the past is not relevant now, especially these days with technology. And I think it's really, really important for both sides of the coin, young, old, medium, in-between people to be able to learn that they have skills, they have experiences, and that we are all mentors. And and yet, what is the effectiveness of that? So I think the more people that have mentor skills and are able to silently influence people from their experiences that they have, I think our world will be a better place because we don't have to then go and reinvent the wheel. Exactly. So uh, what do you do? Like what products, services, solutions, what do you offer? Um, I, I Now what I offer is a specific small group sessions for people to uh-huh. be able to learn how to specifically mentor from my system over the last 40 years. And my system has is diverse. It's come from small business. It's come from motherhood. It's come from grandmotherhood. It's come from life experience, travel, different cultures. And so I've spent a lot of time mentoring, coaching for 30 years. So I've put together a process for people. doesn't matter whether they're a mom or a grandma, or an entrepreneur, a middle management, a CEO. Are you able to actually mentor from who you truly are 
with a specific system and you're not just running by the seat of your pants. That's, that's what I do. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. That's great. Now, in your experience, what are three most common questions that people will ask about you uh, when they're trying to figure out what you do? Like, what are the frequently asked questions about your offerings? You know, most people don't ask questions of me. Okay. Because most people uh, make statements of what they do. And so then I ask them questions and they give me answers and then we figure out if we are a match or and then they start to get to know what I do. Right. So when people ask me, when people, very rarely does, does somebody ask me what I do, unless it's on a forum like this and it's actually yeah. set up and it's programmed, but very rarely do people ask me what I do. Wow, that's interesting. I can't barely go to a networking session myself without people looking at my name tag and saying, oh, so Alan, I mean Adam, what do you do? <laughs> uh, well, I suppose uh, there's a difference is I don't go to networking yeah. sessions. Well, I don't go to as much anymore. I can tell you one of the benefits of uh, recent events here in the past year or so is not having to deal with that as much. Uh, to me, I mean, I'm so far on the introvert scale, they had to make a new category for me way over here on the introvert end. So uh, uh, preparing for 10 minutes of a networking session usually required about a week of advanced planning. And uh, once I got my first uh, positive interaction, I got out of there. Quit while I was ahead. Left yeah, on a winning good, streak. Good job. Good yeah. job. Good job. So, so in my, so going along with what you say, um, what I do in my personal opinion, I want to get your thoughts on this since you're here. Yeah. What I do doesn't really matter per se. My elevator speech, I may have one, and that's awesome. However, what really matters most is what I can do for you, and I can only discover that by learning about you. So once I find out what your goals are, what your aspirations are, what your needs are, what your challenges are, then it's up to me to be able to articulate or not how I can fill those and how I can help you do that. So what label I put it, what two-sentence description I come up with for it, what, what does that really matter? The bottom line is I can either be of service or I can't, and you need to give me that information so that I know. So I can definitely relate to the idea of it doesn't, you know, not... People not really asking you a lot of questions. You just get them to tell them about you. But that being said, I just want to throw this out there to make sure we're not missing anything because this is what we usually ask on this show. Tell me if they exist, a few questions that you wish prospective clients and customers would ask you when they're considering working with you. Um, I, I think that sometimes I would love more people to know what my results have been over the years. Yeah. Because for me, it's like I run an event production business as well. And for uh -huh. me, we're only as good as our last event. We're only as good as our last, uh, our last, last solution that we just solved. And it doesn't matter what we're doing. Right. You know, are we taking care of ourselves? Are we really present at the time of when we're speaking, listening? Are we present when we are doing what we are meant to be doing at that point of time? And so then that then gives us the opportunity to be the best that we can and to give that solution. So for me, it's like, really, what are my results? It just doesn't yeah. matter what I've done before, but what are my latest results? That's what people, right. I wish that people would ask more of. It's not about me. It's yeah. For me, it's about the results that people are getting if they don't get results then move on and find somebody that you really really connect with yeah there's enough people in the world and here's what i like to say <laughs> every time i say no i'm creating somebody else's yes like one of the other guests on our show uh it turns out that one of my clients 
was his clients before I came along. So mm-hmm. if you want to view it through lines of succession, basically I he was my predecessor with this one client. And he was telling me, oh, this is a good client, but it really wasn't someone I wanted to work with, so I didn't really stick around long term. So the fact that he bowed out opened a space for me. And it led to me having a 14-year relationship as one of my best ever as far as business. So as I see it, he did me a favor. And he kind of sees it the same way once he and I had a similar conversation. So that's how I look at it. Uh, you know, it's, it fits or it doesn't. So let's shift gears for a moment. This is where we get to have a little bit of fun. Uh, what, would it, what would people who know you, die be surprised to know about you? Yes, I read this question and I go, what would they really be surprised? Um, I don't know. I think I'm pretty predictable. But um, people that know me in the last 10, maybe 20 years, and they haven't grown up with me. And so because I'm not 40 or 50 anymore, I'm not even 60 any longer. So it's like people that have known me for maybe the last 20 or 30 30 years would probably be surprised that I'm uneducated. Mm -hmm. I came from a very small country town. And that I was pretty much brought up to go look after your husband, be you know have have food on the table for him. Uh-huh. And that's the area that I the era that I was growing yeah. up that I was up. But there's been so many changes on the planet in this last forty years that you know some people have progressed, some people have evolved, some people haven't. And I have been one of those people that has just kept on educating myself. And so people go, "Wow, I didn't know that you were a country girl," and then that you really came from nothing. Yeah, it's interesting. So that would probably be the most thing, yeah. That's, that's very interesting. I grew up in a rural environment myself in a very traditional culture, and uh, there were certain expectations of what would happen, which is, yeah, I'd go away to college, but then I'd come back to my own little town, and then I'd get a job in the city an hour away, and I'd commute back and forth, and I'd marry my high school sweetheart, who was also my parents' best friend's daughter and all this other stuff, and absolutely none of that happened. Absolutely. In actual <laughs> fact, I had a boy chosen. I had a house chosen. You know, I was uh-huh. 16, 17, and that was the way it was going. And I just thought, oh, my God, I can't do that. I have to get out of this. I have to get out of this house. Yeah, and I, yeah, left, yeah. I left home at 15. And wow. it's like people go, wow, you left home at 15? I go, yeah, I left home at 15 and I got a job. Wow. Well, good for you. I remember you know, here in the United States, uh, our right of pa- one of our rights of passage is you turn 16 and you get a driver's license. I mm-hmm. couldn't wait to get a driver's license because I wanted to get out of this rural area. I mean, I couldn't get out of there until I finished my required education, but I wanted to get a job and begin to create my own economy. I, I wasn't Correct. thinking quite entrepreneurially yet, but just the idea that I knew I'd get behind wheels and I could do this, I could take myself to where money was and bring it back. And yes, and for me, me being yes, for me as a female, I felt trapped. And my parents uh-huh. are really good, hard working people, and they're still here yeah, and I here. love them to same bits. Here. You know, but it's like it wasn't for me. I got to a point where I was stifled and I just had to get out. And it took me quite a few years to like untangle all that and figure out, yeah. okay, who am I? Where do I want to go? What what are my attributes? What are my strengths? How can I really take advantage of this world? And it's like, but you, you, you've got to make that start. And at 15, I did that. So yeah, well, that's good, probably good. the surprising factor. Yes, good for you for uh, for figuring that out relatively early and having mm. the courage and the wherewithal 
to take your shot. And I would guess that, you know, maybe you've had some roller coaster stuff in your life, but it looks like it's come out pretty well for you. Yeah, you know, it's like life then just starts to get momentum. You, you start to educate yourself. Life changes. Your brain changes. Yep. Cells change. Life, life goes in a different direction. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, that's probably one of the main things. Yeah. So what do you hope people say about you when you're not around to hear it? Loyalty, trustworthy, uh, does what she says that she's going to do, I think would be the most important things for me. You know, there are other layers underneath that that I'm able to share my vulnerability. I'm really, I'm really present. But I think those top trust, loyalty and doing what I say that I do, I think are the top number three. Awesome, awesome. If you could go back in time, and change one thing you've done or one thing that happened, what would it be and why? I think um, I would have spent more time with my children as young babies. Uh-huh. Even though we were struggling financially, we had big debt, we had, you know, I think four businesses at times when our kids were young. Mm-hmm. How could have I spent more time being actually present? I'm a grandma now, and I'm actually with one of my grandmas, grandsons today. And it's like... Okay. I'm really present with my kids now. I'm really present with my grandkids. That we weren't we didn't even know what that meant 40 years ago. Mm. We had no clue what that was. But gee, I wish I knew then. Right. So what famous person, alive or dead, would you like to meet? And if you had the chance to do so, what questions would you have for them? The person that I would like to meet again is a man by the name of Buckminster Fuller. Uh-huh. And I would I, like I've heard I would of him. like I would like to ask him, and I've done a lot of study with him. I actually teach his principles. And I would like to ask him, on that day when he stood on that bridge and almost jumped, what was the actual picture in his mind that took him off that bridge and then catapulted him through his life to actually really he still holds the highest number of patents on the planet right now? What is it that really catapulted him at that point? I'd love to know that. Wow. So what motivates you and inspires you when you have a tough time or are facing a challenge? Oh, my kids. Definitely my okay. kids and now definitely my grandchildren. You know, I think that um, we have evolved to be able to live a life that matters. And that's the age that we are in. And we live more in a world now than an external world. And I think that if I can influence my grandsons now and whatever other grandchildren and influence my kids, um, automatically I'm going to be of more value to my clients. Automatically. I won't even, don't even have to think about it. Because yeah. once, we've, once we are more present with our kids um, my husband, my parents, the people that we are around all the time, automatically we are more value to the planet. Yeah. So finally, and I know you have a special gift for our listeners, and we'll get to that in a minute. I'll share that with them. But in general, right now, what is one action you would like our listeners to take as soon as they finish listening to us today? Go out and find one piece of fun to have today. Make sure you laugh. Mm-hmm. Have a piece of fun. You know, mm-hmm. go and do something that's fun. Life's short. Life is so short. And, like, yeah. and most of us take it so seriously. Go and I have know. a piece of fun. Go to the zoo. Go do something silly. Or just go and, I don't know, read a funny book or watch a funny video if that's how, what it comes down to. But do something fun. Yeah, I have one real quick question for you before I share your gift with our audience. 
I yeah. couldn't help but notice a sound coming from your end earlier. Do you have a cat? I have a dog, but I don't have a cat. Okay. Okay, I could have sworn I heard meowing, because what we've had going on here is I've tried to stop Princess Alessandra from knocking <laughs> over my camera. You notice my camera wiggled a couple of times, and she's being really frisky right now. The reason being is she knows it's almost time for her wet meal. So, Alessandra, if you could get down here for just a minute while Daddy finishes up, that'd be great. Uh, <laughs> she's my supervisor, and she, I mean, we have her here for a reason. So, all right. Now, I'll share you, you, my little. I will share you. This is oh, the little doggy that's sitting on my chair. Nice, nice. Isn't she adorable? Yes. yes so yes, no, she's 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 my supervisor, and she's sitting behind me, keeping my back warm. Ah, uh, nothing like our friends to keep us exactly. in line. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, fantastic, and thank you so much for joining us today. Now, before everybody goes. I know, um, you know, I want to uh, share, because I know you have a little something for us. So for all of our listeners, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to www.diedowney.com forward slash vision. I'm going to share it for those of you who are watching the video version. I'm going to share it on the screen right now. That's www.diedowney.com forward slash vision. And here you'll be able to download an ebook that will reveal a proven strategy from over 40 years of experimentation from real business success from Dai's eight businesses over 40 years. You're going to get some doable, easy, and duplicatable steps to do for any of your projects, home life and working life. And the third bullet point, which also excites me, a way to organize your own experiences to take advantage of them and benefit from them personally and financially. I myself, I think I'm going to go pick up a copy of this. So again, for our listeners, that's www.diedowney.com forward slash vision. Go get it. So with that, Die Downey, thank you again. It's been an honor, and believe me, an education. Thank you for tuning into the Brilliance Plus Passion podcast, where we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who are making a difference for their community, market, and audience. Remember to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast. Thank you.